Hey, welcome to Death Metal Discharge, episode number 23. This is the Death Metal Podcast by a hardcore kid. I am the aforementioned hardcore kid. My name is Vince, and I'm counting down the Terrorizer top 40 death metal albums of all time. Giving my hardcore kid opinion on these classic death metal albums, which I may or may not have heard before. Today we're doing number 18 on the list. And that is Symphonies of Sickness by the British band Carcass. Now this is Carcass's second submission on the list. Their first was Heartwork. And Heartwork compared to this, a lot more melodic. Heartwork was a mellow death record. This is basically a grindcore record, gore grind record, whatever kind of label you want to attach to it it's just basically grindcore with long songs this record symphonies of sickness is insanely dirty it's heavy it's noisy the guitars on here sound heavily downtuned the mix is muddy and distorted the drums are clipping in the mix here and honestly they sound kind of shitty in a really endearing way this album is basically the birth of a subgenre of grindy death metal. It came out in 1989 on Earache, and it's radically different from the thrashy-influenced Florida stuff that was out at the time. It has more in common with the European stuff from the same era, the bolt throwers and the Swedish shit of the time, but still pretty unique sounding for when it came out and it's a transitional record for the band carcass too because the album before this is straight up a grind record songs are like a minute and a half long whereas symphonies of sickness we're getting you know grind riffs grind production grind vocals but the songs are getting longer a lot of the songs on this record are over five minutes long. In that regard, this record reminds me a fair bit of Harmony Corruption by Napalm Death, which we've already covered on this list. And I think this beat that record to the punch by a year or two. And Napalm Death and Carcass are from the same scene and they sh share a member... They have a shared member in Bill Steer who played on some of the Napalm Death stuff and is a permanent member of Carcass. So a little bit of incest inbreeding in that world, but Carcass were the first to come out of the gate on this type of shit. Like I said before, we've already talked about hard work on this list um, and it's funny to compare symphonies of sickness to heartwork because on a cursory listen it almost doesn't sound like it's the same band like from a structural perspective symphonies of sickness is way less neat and coherent sounds like they're going way more for brutality than crafting a song in the classical sense of the term i don't want to say the songs on here are worse it's just different heartwork has a lot more conventional song structure wise whereas this just seems sort of like a stream of conscious like how is the song moving let's just 
worry about the next part and how we're going to tie this all in, what sounds best in the moment. And in that regard, and in the regard that this record is very dirty and grimy, it is a lot different from hard work. But you're still getting these sneaky little riffs or solos in Symphonies of Sickness, hints of melody where it's like, hmm, well, obviously Bill Steer knows how to write an earworm. So it's kind of funny to just juxtapose this record, which was probably on the bleeding edge of death metal with another record they put out, which was also on the bleeding edge of death metal, but in like a completely different regard. Symphonies of Sickness is a very dense and impenetrable record. The tones on it and the mix are not pleasant. And I feel like that was by design. They're taking like a multiple vocalist approach here. They got two lead vocalists and then a third third guy doing backups. And at points in this record, it seems like you're having a fucking schizo attack because there's just voices shrieking in your head as fucking yelling at you just adding to the overall grimy unpleasant tone of this record some of the songs here are a little long for my taste and i think they would be a little bit more effective if they were shorter like empathological necroticism the song doesn't have almost six minutes worth of good ideas in it but it is six minutes long there's a couple songs especially towards the beginning of the record that i feel kind of have a complaint with that and honestly about halfway through i was expecting that to kind of derail my listening experience because it like i was expecting this record to drag but i think it gets stronger as it goes along i think you know maybe the songs are better but maybe it kind of just put me in a mood and then kind of kept me there you know what i mean like maybe I wasn't in the right frame of mind to listen to it when I turned it on. But by the end of it, I was fully immersed in it. And one thing I can say about it, there are also great moments on all of these songs. So I think that's a redeeming factor for this record. Even if you're sitting in a moment that doesn't feel essential to the song you're listening to, there's something interesting coming around the corner. So you'd never have to wait too long to get a good riff or a hook or, you know, a really brutal part that keeps your attention. There's always something coming on this record to keep you engaged with it. Something I've always wondered about bands like Carcass. Do these song titles mean anything or is this just like word salad they found in a medical textbook? Like, if I were to say some of the titles of the songs to a doctor, would he, like, say, oh, yeah, that's a thing? Or is it just cool-sounding gibberish? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's always something I've found kind of interesting about this specific type of death metal. My favorite songs on this record, Ruptured and Purulence, it's a filthy track with some filthy riffs on it and just sort of like really impenetrable as a song. Uh, I know this one because 200 Stab Wounds covered it. Um, the song Embryonic Necropsy and Devourment 
the big time riff parade. And I really like the way the song is constructed as a whole. And then the song Slash Dementia. There's really intense fast parts combined with really ignorant big riffs. It's a nice juxtaposition. And I know that's the, the hit on this record is track three, I think. I can't remember what it's called, but I like that song too. It just didn't stick out to me like those other three did. I thought, you know, they might have been a little bit stronger on this listen, but I did like that track. My final thoughts on this record as a whole, it has to be hugely important for dropping this early in the game and mixing grind with death metal in the way that it does. Like, I feel that we're watching the birth of a subgenre of death metal that would go on to influence the entire sound in a way that can't even be divorced from modern death metal at this point due to how much intermingling there's been like if you listen to bands on like the maggot stomp roster or the 20 buck spin roster unless they're going for some radically different approach like if they're just going for like yeah let's make fucking death metal there's something that they're pulling from this record, you know? Because it's like, nowadays it's like, oh, why wouldn't we put blast beats in death metal songs? You know what I mean? Why wouldn't we make our recording sound like it was recorded in a toilet? <laughs> you know what I mean? But at the time when Symphonies of Sickness came out, I really don't think that that was codified into the genre yet. And I think this is a very important record for sort of, inventing tropes that would go on to influence the genre as a whole and when you add that influential pedigree to the fact that this record just seems to get better and better the more you listen to it i'd say this is a must listen record so yeah that's number 18 on the terrorizer list Symphonies of Sickness by Carcass. Check it out. Check back in next week. I'll see you guys then. Bye. Hey, one more thing. If you haven't followed me already at DM Discharge on Twitter, feel free to head over there and hit that follow button. Gonna be posting a lot of stupid shit, a lot of funny conversations, and of course, a lot of updates regarding new episodes coming out. So follow me over there. Let's have some fun. Also, give me a rating on Spotify and on iTunes, especially if you like the show, that's preferred. And let me know what you guys are thinking. Thanks a lot. Have a good one.